Chicago. We got a very special guest in the building today. And yeah, Edible Burst is in the building. Make some noise. What's happening, y'all? Man. Hey. Oh. Let me see here. Yeah, yeah Nudia, we gonna have to. We got another special guest in the building today to Chicago. Nudia, in the afternoon, is here in the morning with us today. Oh. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. All right. Y'all hear me now? Yeah, we all good. <laughs> How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. Excited to be here, man. Excited. Yeah, good, good we, to see y'all. We, we excited to bring you back. It's, yeah. it's it's good to catch up with you. You know. Um, you were you were here some time ago. How does it feel to make your way back to Vocalo first and foremost? It's nice, man. You know, it's uh, I was realizing because I've been super excited about getting this song out, and you know, I realized I haven't had a true drop mm. in probably three years or something. Because when I put out my last special, Miami Nights, that was July twenty twenty, so I didn't go outside or do any movements for that. I did all the press from the crib on Zoom and stuff and, wow. and phoners. And before that, 2019, I think we did a premiere event for it, a screening, so that was kind of a, a, a fun thing. But besides that, I really haven't, you know, able to really I haven't dropped anything in a, in a minute. I, I've done some work, so it's, it's nice to put some energy behind Something I'm really excited about. So it's it's a it's a fun day, man. We got the show tonight, and I'm I'm enjoying the, the record, and the, we've been teasing it for a few months. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm in a, in a real good space right now. Yeah. Now you know, hearing you say 2020, uh, yeah, to even put out music around that time, yeah. For you, what was something was was it impactful for you? Was it difficult? Like, what was that time like for putting out music for you? What was that like for you? I didn't. Put, I put out uh, this track, Judge Judy, <laughs> that I... And it has a sample from her, right? Yeah, it has a sample from Judge Judy. <laughs> you in haven't that. got hit with that subpoena yet? Or? <laughs> nah, but she can have it. I don't even like that song like that. <laughs> any 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 resistance on it? Sure, I'll take it down. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> don't, get, don't get the real it's judge whatever. It's like, whatever, take the, you can take everything I've made off of the Judge Judy record. I don't, <laughs> I'm ashamed of it now. Not ashamed of it, but it's just not one of my... One of my favorites. So I put that out. It got, you know, we got a little bit of blog coverage and, and whatnot and, and, and things like that. But it wasn't, I don't connect with it with, like, I connect with the music I'm making right now, the music I've made more recently. Uh, and putting out the special during that time was, it was weird, man. It was just because I was doing these television shows from my house and then you're so wired. Because there's no, you get so used to those, the, the the transition parts of when you do press of, oh, I get in the car and then I go to the lobby and I wait for a little bit. I give me a water and then I do, you know, it's just, versus just you do it and then you're just in your house. Yeah. No, and it's no kind of wind down. Okay, then I yeah. walk out and then maybe I grab a snack. And, uh, and so I, I remember... Cause you I, can't go anywhere. You're yeah. like, I can't go get a drink. Yeah. I can't go to Buffalo yeah. Wild. Yeah, all this other like, stuff. Like, oh, let's stop yeah. here. Let's stop yeah. here right afterwards, and let's get a. And so I remember doing. I did a Daily Show with Trevor Noah on Zoom, or Skype, and and then I remember just being in the crib, huh? <laughs> and it was all this energy, cause you know I I knew that was gonna be television, but it just felt so it felt so weird. 
Uh, so that's why it, it does feel exciting now to move around and, and, and talk to people and, and engage and, and, and all of that. Uh, cause I hadn't, hadn't done that in a while around, a around a project. Um, yeah, it's fun, man. It's fun. Now, it's you know, speaking of music, I got to ask you, you know, yeah. um, you're known in the, the comedy world, you know, you're known in the acting world. Yeah. Which came first? Was it, was it music? Was it comedy? Music was before comedy. Okay. Music. I mean, I played saxophone in third and fourth grade, and I recorded my first songs either in the year 2000 or 2001 with my homie Dave. So, and I started comedy in 2002. So, I started doing music before I did comedy. Comedy was, I got addicted to comedy early, okay. and it was easy to lock in on it. Um, and music at the time, when I started, didn't seem as feasible. Okay. When you, say as, you talking about like financially or just something that... It didn't seem... It was a different time. It was 2002, so it was very major label, major label driven at yeah. that time. It was very... You know there was independent scenes, but it didn't. It didn't seem. It didn't. It didn't seem like you could really. It wasn't like now. It yeah. wasn't like At now all. where you can you could be your own machine, in a way. Mm -hmm. Whereas the comedy game, at that time, had more avenues. Where you had Comic View, you had Comedy Central. There are comedy clubs around the country where you could work as a opening act. You know, there's not hip hop clubs. Mm -hmm. there, in a, in the same sense, there's not that same circuit and system for for up and coming. So it just didn't. It wasn't as it wasn't as in plain view back then for me. But I, I stayed parallel to it through hosting events and doing skits on friends' albums and, and and things like that and battle rapping and always freestyled and you know kept it close to my heart. But it didn't. It didn't feel. Like something I could really go after until I started, you know, after I got my foot in with the entertainment. And I remember 20, around 2011, 2012 was when I started dabbling with the idea of, oh, I should do a mixtape, or oh, I should do. And so I would do things here and there, but didn't fully lock in on a project. So I did Gibberish Rap 2012 and, and kept making stuff, but didn't fully lock in until a couple years ago. I know I first saw you. I was I was telling Biko, we have a, a lot of team meetings and stuff, but I saw you come out at Pitchfork and I didn't even know you did music. Oh, with the, when I popped out with the roots. Yes. Yeah. Where you came out and, and I was like, what, is that really? <laughs> and then my program director, Ayana Contreras, shout out to our boss lady, but she's like, oh yeah, he, he does music. Yeah. And so what, like, how did you come out with the roots? Did did you call? Did they call you? No, they, they no, they not the calling me call for that. <laughs> they didn't. Nah, I'm like, not there nah. yet. That was uh, you got to uh, annoy Questlove a little bit. <laughs> 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 you uh, it happens through persistence and uh, follow up. <laughs> and, if, and if I remember, like you battled someone on stage too, right? Like I don't really. I mean, we're a couple trulys. I don't think it was a battle. I think we was just rocking out. I will. I was not in a space to battle Black Thought. I was just happy to be oh, there. Oh, what? Yeah, it wasn't a battle, but we just he I did. Feel, it sounded he, a little it bit like a, a battle. That's it. Felt like a battle to you. A little bit, yeah. 
Yeah, I was just, I wasn't in that. I was there as a fan and a new artist. If it was a battle, then I, I didn't receive that energy. That wasn't the intention. <laughs> that wasn't the intention. I didn't receive that, but I was, it, it was, uh, it was really surreal and, and fast. It was it was cool. I, I appreciate shout out to Questlove and, and Black Thought and the Roots for for allowing that to to happen because it was it was cool. That was a, that was a really dope weekend. Actually, I, it was uh, you know I did a bunch of shows that weekend and it was the first time I was able to do music at the pace and rate that I've done stand up before because I did that week. It was on Tuesday. I did the six oh six open mic. At Subterranean, then I did. Uh, I performed at United Center with John Mulaney. Oh wow! Then I did Silver Room Block Party. Oh, and then the, on the, on the that Saturday at the Silver Room Block Party. Before that, I did a DJ set. I did a DJ Burger Feet set <laughs> at Pitchfork, <laughs> and then with the Silver Room. And then on Sunday, popped out with the Roots, and then did my own show at Empty Bottle. And so it was a nice run of shows at home and, and that kind of, and then the next day is when we recorded Knee Brace actually, because it was just You were filled with fun. the energy. Yeah, you had all the energy yeah. going. I love how you remember the whole lineup of that week. Some people, it'd busy. be a blur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be a blur for some, but no, you remember it like it was yesterday. That's yeah, no, I remember, I remember the movements. I remember it was a, it was exciting time i remember the outfits that i had on and because i got video you got video too yeah. you know what i mean that's part of it also that i got the visuals to to help aid the memory also and it, it was just a really it was a the it was an important time for my career like when i as i mm -hmm. keep going with music that weekend will is is a pivotal moment what 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 made that moment for you pivotal just the activity just because before that because i put out the project in april mm -hmm. and i would do shows here and there. I did a couple shows on the day that it or the day after it came out on 420. And I did Wisconsin Fest and maybe did scattered open mics and stuff, but wasn't really active. And that was the first time I kind of got got active at and did, you know, doing back to back shows without touring either, you know, to be able to do that many shows locally and, and staying in the same spot. So then from there, yeah, it was just a it was just good momentum. And then I had Adult Swim Fest in, in August and did Knitting Factory, last show at Knitting Factory in, in, in New York. Um and so that just I got into the groove of, you know, performing and, and rehearsing artist. a lot. Yeah. yeah. So like I have a question. When when you switched like Obviously, so many people have passions and stuff. So, but when you tell people, especially like your team or your family and friends, mm -hmm. that you're changing the direction of your career, because you kind of are moving away from comedy and focusing more on music. Like, how does everyone around you react mm -hmm. to that? Are they like, e? Are they like, go for it? You know, like, how does that work? Because you were you so successful in comedy, right? It's not really that. It's not a conversation in that sense. It's more just I'm just sending music, you know. I'm not like, hey, I'm doing this, guys. It's just they see I'm I'm inviting to shows, and 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 all of that. But it's it's been some, it's been some folks that you know, on the business side, that want me to 
That's that's what yeah. I was wondering. Wasn't the business a, like wasn't acceptable. The, the numbers, not acceptable. It's just numbers. That... It's just people that that operate in the in the in the finance department or or. or well, or they're like you're doing so well. Like what you know? Like I can imagine people saying that. Like sure, you're killing it. In it's comedy. just you gotta. It's just you gotta do what feels good and not mm-hmm. just do what's there. That's that's how I am operating now, and so I just believe in in what I'm doing and I believe that I'll be able to get the music to the level that my comedy was at and, and beyond because music travels better anyways it just is it's more universal like I got a favorite I got favorite Brazilian musicians I don't have no favorite Brazilian comedians you know because you don't need the flow or melody is universal I'm I'm getting having conversations about touring in Asia in Bali and Indonesia and in Korea and these are conversations I wasn't having as a stand up but I'm having those off of my first project mm-hmm. with the music so it's just it's always been something so the folks that's really close and and know me just know that this is natural progression and 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 I like the unknown and 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 just the what what will happen and it and it's more exciting for me to I don't know what's about to happen this is just being able to react to information and checking the lineup of stuff. Okay, the roots is let me try. Let me ask to see if I can go. Oh, close mouth don't get the, fed. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, let me see if I can do that. And so it's it's put me in the space of, you know, in that back in that up and comer space that I I I was in when I was younger, and I think. Yeah, SU is a different guy than Hannibal in that sense. SU is probably closer to Hannibal at 23, 24. In a sense that HB is more of a probably a homebody recluse, but SU go out and try to make stuff happen and, and, and is really active. So it's a, it's a good space, man, and it just makes me, I'm just excited to be moving, excited to collaborate and create and, and just get better and and not even worry too much about the current moment. Enjoying it, but knowing that I'm building towards something different and, and bigger from a, from a skill level where my show right now, I think it's solid, but it's not what I wanted to be in five years. I mean, I, I still am one. I'm terrible playing the drums, but I got drums, so I want to learn drums. I'm terrible at keys, so it t- it's going to take some time to get to where I'm able to play keys, play drums live, and and then bring those into my show. So that's what I'm working towards is just being a complete musician beyond just the vocals and, and, and the rap and making music. Before we jump into this music break, man, it sounds like music has brought you back home in a way. Like it, it, it makes what you do a lot more fun again. Yeah. That's that's what I, I'm, I think I feel like I'm hearing. Yeah, it's easier to be in flow state live with music. Meaning, I don't when when I'm doing comedy mm-hmm. and somebody has their phone out, it's hella distracting. When I'm, because I'm, I'm not as locked in. I could be locked in, but if I, if somebody six feet away from me with their phone. Jesus Christ, please put it out. Stop a joke. I'll stop a story. 
but in the music, I'm doing a song. You know what I mean? Sure, take it. Yeah, take it. I don't. You know what I mean? I, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me as much. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's a lot more fun for me, and I still have elements of comedy within the music and within the show itself. It's just I'm not doing as much live stand-up comedy. I'm not looking to do seven shows a week all the time. But I might, I got a comedy club gig in, in Charlotte next month. It's my only weekend that I'm doing comedy this year. But I, I was just like, you know what? Let me just, also it's just because this music game is expensive, so I got to go. <laughs> yeah. I got to go grab the, hey. Back real quick. I got to go hit the day job real quick. <laughs> but I'm still going to do two. You think they ain't going to get just a regular comedy show. I'm I'm doing at least five, six in that, in that setting too. So it's, uh, it's it's a fun space to be in now because I, I I see when I am doing comedy it's in a it's in a strategic space versus just doing it just because I'm able to do it all the time I'm doing it and so then when I do these shows it's gonna be from a fun spot it's gonna be with musical elements it's gonna be from a sense of what is this doing to to move the music forward and also I'm gonna add some music shows in the daytime we're gonna do the comedy club probably seven o'clock nine thirty shows and then I probably do a matinee two o'clock at a separate venue with the band and 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 push it like that. So I was gonna ask you about your your look and we're like we're gonna save it for the radio. Sure. Cause I, I saw this comment on YouTube and it, it made me laugh. It says Hannibal is like the hilarious nerdy kid on the ninth grade that came back from summer vacation in the eleventh grade, all cool and hot. So like the yeah. the the makeover <laughs> You agree with it, right? <laughs> I don't. It's not as it's not as calculated as <laughs> as folks think. It's just hair, really. It's just really hair. That's is, it. Is that it? Yeah. Well, you're rocking the glasses for a little bit too. I haven't rocked glasses for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, well, I had some. Yeah, it's just it's just the hair, and I I in 2020 I was thinking about getting fake dreadlocks actually. What? I thought about it. Just it was pan- it was May twenty twenty, man. We was at the house. You I was gonna get some false yeah, locks. No, that's, Why not? That's I was what, just like, that's what, what people, man. That's what people had money did in twenty twenty. They're like, let's just buy stuff. Let's just <laughs> was, you know, what's so what? Just fake them. I don't care. Did you see how they went on Jimmy Butler when he got the fake locks? It's all right, but he's still okay. He, he made it through that. Saw he took the things off though. <laughs> you know what they do? You know what's funny on the NBA highlights YouTube. They still use the, the locks <laughs> as the thumbnail for the my you know what I'm, yeah, I see, and do. I click every time I see it. <laughs> <laughs> they must have A B tested that. They, they, this is what the people want, and they the, they're right. You're right, robots. That is what we want. <laughs> they, well, we were talking about that catch. <laughs> but so, what encourage you know? What encourage you to grow your locks? Because I I've had locks before. I had yeah. three sets. Yeah. And he was it. an artist too. Yeah. He used to rap. And, and that's uh, when he had his locks. Okay. Yeah, I did. You and know. then now we have like, you know, we have a health insurance benefits 401k Beagle with us now. Okay. <laughs> that's the, you know, with the the lineup, the number two, you know? And what she said, you're right. You're right about that. So I mean locks it when you when you grow out your locks, it's it's like it, it does something to for me, it did something to me. I feel like yeah. it changes you mentally. So you, you know what encouraged you to grow out your locks? I started getting it twisted last year, and 
and it just kept on going. I'm like, okay, I like how this looks. It's just like how it looks and like how it feels, and it just keeps on growing. I'm like, okay, this is cool. And also, I'm about to be 40, so I have to embrace your hair. The <laughs> maximum hair <laughs> that I can get before it start going. And so I look, you know, I look back. Or I just had a, a low, you know, season even all around for years as if that was the only haircut I could get or something. And so now it's just, let me just grow this out. And there's unexpected benefits from it. That stuff that I didn't do it for, but now that happens. Like if I'm driving with the windows down and the wind hit it, I'm like, I'm like that feels fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Hair blowing, blowing in the wind. But wait till they get long and you go for a swim. Oh, yeah, I've you heard about that. might not come back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets heavy. It's real heavy, I'm telling you. <laughs> but no, it, it is benefits, uh, even more benefits as far as like money. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get a haircut every two to three weeks. Yeah. And with the locks, you can retwist every month. When they get longer, you can do every three months, whenever you, know, yeah. you prefer. Yeah. Even the, I was thinking about getting a retwist, but sometimes it's tough to schedule. So I just got a lineup yesterday and, and whatnot. Uh, oh, excuse me. Sorry. I just got <laughs> You all good? <laughs> Sorry. No, Ho- I, hopefully, I, I didn't we, we ruin. We feel real comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't ruin the children. Uh, <laughs> Vocalo is for the children. Vocalo is for the children. <laughs> Let's uh let's actually talk about uh Ask You Tune. Sure. Because uh when we were, when we first when we came back from the break, I heard you were saying like it's almost like alter ego. Mm-hmm. Um you were saying, Hey, he don't get up this early. <laughs> you know, he <laughs> and, you, and you feel like he got you back to your twenty three, twenty four year old self. Uh what's some some other interesting things about Ask You Tune as well? I think that's the it's the real uh, more energy uh, and and just as far as the performances and, and and energy on stage that that's that's where it's, it's really bringing it. I tap into it, um, and just ambition too, because just they, for uh, having a stage name and, and allowing me to separate it is okay. This I can go do open mics a lot. I don't. SU is all oh, six people in the crowd. Sure, that's fine. Still, let's do it. That type of thing, and, and not really, really tripping about it. SU is spending Hannibal's money to pursue his dreams. You did say music is expensive. Yeah, it is, and it's it's, it's going to even out soon. But uh, yeah, no, SU is it's just it's but it is it's just like your your you know, taking care of your inner child and stuff too. And then and and especially when you're pursuing your art, you gotta parent yourself, they say sometimes, you know? And so that's that's been part of it also. It's just doing the stuff I wanna do creatively, um, and figuring it out. Uh, you know, some people don't don't know, but there's a meaning behind SU tune as well. Can you break things down? SU is the trickster god from Nigerian mythology. So I was I was looking up names, and I wanted to, and I, I had a couple other ideas. One of them was Wabanzia Joe. Wait, what? <laughs> Wabanzia Joe. Wabanzia, you know Wabanzia? That's the street the uh, on the west side, the mm-hmm. hideout song. Mm-hmm. 
And then Joe is what people in say Chicago on. say. And so I was like, well, bands are Joe. But then it didn't feel... It felt like something I would be mad that I was calling myself in six weeks. I'd be like, we got all these Wabins and Joe Flyers. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to do all these Wabins and Joe shirts. Ah! But I liked it, but not like that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I would never look at Joe the same now. Why, Banjo Joe? Joe. It might still be a character in my world or something, yeah, you know. Keep, maybe keep may, up, might make him up. up. Might might maybe feature on a song or something. Keep be a back pocket. But uh, it wasn't. It didn't feel like the uh, the name. Another idea we had was Theory of Mind, which is just uh, I forgot what Theory of Mind was. Like you think, oh, I forget the the details of it, but look that up. And and then I just I looked up African mythology and then read the description and the breakdown of Eshu and I said, that's it. Because it just kind of fit with stuff I've done in the past and pranks and, and I connected with it a lot. It was just, it just felt right. And I said, okay, I could. And then I kind of fast forwarded seven years. And I was like, okay, would I still be cool if we call Eshu seven years from now? Uh, yeah, I could do it. I like that. And then just went with it. It was good. So my last ex, you were our first and last date. We actually went to go see you. Like the first date we ever had was in Vegas and we went to a, sh a show, your show. And I should have known there's a bunch of bad omens. It was raining. How's like, those? Huh? Uh, no, it was uh, Fremont, Fremont Club. It was okay. a smaller venue in Vegas, yeah. and it was raining. People on Twitter saying were saying you were going to cancel the show, but it ended up happening. And that was a, it was a horrible relationship after that. And then the last date we went on was in Arizona. You were opening for Dave Chappelle, and you made like literally I broke up with him because you made a joke. Oh lord! And, hold on. <laughs> Oh, no, you made a joke. No, it, it 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 actually saved me. It really did save me. So you had this joke in your show. I don't want to butcher it, but you you might remember it. Something about how like you can't date women in their mid or later thirties because if you don't fulfill your promise and marry them, they'll like curse you. They'd be like, "You wasted all this time. I'm thirty. You wasted my youth." And he was laughing way too hard at that. He was laughing yeah. so hard. And at that point, I wasn't in my 30s yet, but I was heading there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this man is going to ruin my life. Like, he's laughing because he knows things are funny when they're true. He knows he's ruined women's lives. And he was laughing way too hard at that joke. And that was actually my saving grace. It saved me from that messy relationship. See, that's why I do music now. See, I want to bring people together. <laughs> Do you remember the joke? Do you remember the joke? I do remember the joke. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think I just talked about dealing with women in their 20s just because they got just a you know more cheerful outlook and less expectations on, on what you need to bring. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was in a different, you know, that was a different time in my life also, my perspective. Has shifted uh, since then. You know? I think it's just good to build a foundation early on. And both parties need to talk about what they're trying to do, you know? Versus, you know, getting in too deep and then and then and then ruining stuff. Uh but yeah. 
You, you feel like you got you have more leverage within putting things in your music out. You know how people get so serious and sensitive, like in this new world. You know, and I feel like it it kind of in a way makes it challenging for comedians. So you feel like you got a little more room within the no, music. I don't. I just. I don't. I just do what I think is fun. You know what I mean? People gonna pick stuff. It's just. You just got to do your stuff and lock in on that. Um, and, yeah, it's just you can tell the truth wherever. It would, the thing, as far as expressing in music, because you don't have to play for the laugh, there's a little more room where you can be funny, but you can also, you know, work in metaphor and, and whatnot or or tell a story or, or have multiple meanings for stuff. And because you don't have to get that reaction each time, you kind of just have to be interesting and sound dope or sound like you're having fun or, or sound like you truly mean what you're saying. So there, there's more room to, to work a little bit creatively in the music. Mm, man, man, that's... I'm still tripping off Nudia. I'm, I'm still tripping. <laughs> that was Yo, funny. Y'all broke up the next day? Yeah, that that night. <laughs> that that you, night, I had, a, quick, I had a, a come to Jesus moment. That was, I was like, this is about to be me. Everything he's saying on stage about you wasted up my youth all these years, they're gone. I was like, that's going to be like, that's going to be me if I don't get out of this. And you were yeah. a thousand percent right. I know you probably didn't even mean to affect people's lives like that when you made that joke, yeah. but. <laughs> It definitely did for me. So was it a joke or was it real? I mean, it was like, <laughs> like, cause I didn't get it. Cause I didn't think it was funny. You know, like, oh, cause wow. I was just like a, in my young 20s. So I was like, what do you mean? Like, I have all this time, you know? So, but thank Man. you. You're welcome. Thank you for that. Man. Did y'all <laughs> ever have any rebound stuff? Oh, like, was course, it a clean break? Okay. I was like, was it a clean break or was it nah, like how it these mess, things? It was be? messy, but I knew I knew after that what was gonna happen if I continued. You know, yeah. at least I, at least I knew what was gonna go on further, go on. You know. Yeah. But I mean, who who has clean breaks nowadays? You know. It's tough. You know, it's those those nights get different. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations! And it's good to go to a comfortable place. Was that uh, yeah. your uh, yeah. your your daughter? You said she's seventeen months. Seventeen now. months old. Yeah. You know. I gotta ask some claps in that. Sorry, I gotta. <laughs> yeah, seventeen months old. Fatherhood. Fatherhood is man. It's it's real out here in the field. How is it being a you know you got a daughter? That's you know. Um, I feel like it's it, it it raises a man. Well, it it brings out a difference in a man. And, you know, how has it been within 17 months of being with uh, your lovely daughter? You know, uh, my daughter is, is is biracial. Initially, I wanted a son. When I found out I was going to have a girl. That joke came back in your mind? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I was like, oh, man, I want a son. Football. But now... For this child, I'm glad it's a girl because I couldn't imagine just tailoring my life around some light-skinned dude. You know what I'm saying? Just to... <laughs> 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 Ooh, 
You know what? I gotta take my glasses off. Some little light skinned dude. Wipe your own. <laughs> Dang, man. Uh, it's been it's been nice, man. It's it's uh it's it's nice watching her grow and learn and experience the world and, and looking at old videos. This is one old video where, you know, she was first doing tummy time. And I, she might have been just she might have just been a couple months old or something like that. When three months old, maybe, when she was doing tummy time and struggling, and you know they be, they they, yeah, you got it, you got it, come on. <laughs> and so now she's walking around and moving about, and you know, experiencing the world and grabbing stuff, and you know, she got a couple musical instruments. She got her little sense of drum and. When when she you know she'll she mess around with stuff and 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 so it's it's nice watching a a human develop and be able to communicate what they want and and it's it's nice and so I be reading to her I like I be reading her I read her to her, her stuff at bedtime but then during daytime sometimes I just read her boring stuff that I want to read because <laughs> it's just it's, it's just about getting them Sponge, exposure yeah. exposure to the words yeah and so it's just you gotta make it somewhat interesting but it's I like it too because when I read what I want to read aloud then I'm absorbing it more too so she's getting exposed to these words and I'm you know getting some work done but it was I was reading her some book it was just a it was a book just a different essays from strategy office strategy officers from different companies just you know not for a, a one-year-old like not what they would pick up on their own but I was just reading it to her, and she just started like taking off her shoes. <laughs> she, she just started taking off her shoes. Like, okay, I guess and she did. Eventually, just knocked out, dog. And like, yeah, there it is. There it is. That, that is wow. She was like, nah. She just started. Oh, nah. I ain't trying to try to hit his not yeah. tonight, daddy. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was it yesterday or the day before? Day before yesterday, she was over, and I, I was started. I started reading something else to her that was it was uh, the un the untethered soul. <laughs> I was reading that to her. She started. She started. She like light fight. It does not an aggressive fight, but she's trying to show that she don't want to hear that. She's like, start, start putting her foot on the cover and whatnot. Probably trying to kick but, the book. Yeah, she's trying to kick the book and stuff. But she's not like aggressive about it and disrespectful, but she's just kind of lightly kicking. But then eventually she started grabbing, take the shoe off. But I I, I let her you know, walk off and, and go play with some regular kids stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you gonna have your hands full. <laughs> oh, you was about to have your hands full, but it's it's a blessing, man, to yeah. see you know how you co-created some, and now you you know it's they start to grow up. And girl, rise dad, up. Yeah. girl dad, girl dad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we we watch Mandarin videos. There's these Mandarin for baby videos, so we and that's fun because we get to learn together. I don't know Mandarin either, so we get to learn <laughs> together. together. Yeah, we learn Mandarin together. So we just be we, you know. I got. I can count on some of my. I hope she's retaining more than I am, cause it'd be one ear, one. I got. I got the counting a little bit. E, R, S, that's one, two, three. Chilty, 
That's stairs. Mm. Shafa. That's sofa. <laughs> we don't know either. You could be, you could be making this up. We, you could be, we brought the I got dead a few. Out. I got a handful. <laughs> we brought the dead out of handful. So we'll see. I'm like excited, but it's, it's nice to see. You know, you can just plant all these seeds of information and. You know, I hope that they absorb it and you see, you know, we'll see you next next year. Yeah, yeah. It's next year. We'll see if they, those seeds blossom and she just started just spouting off in Mandarin and, and Spanish and, and whatnot. I, 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 hope, I, hope, I hope she trilingual because she can, she can be able to do a lot. No, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen because you already starting to plant them seeds now. Right. And I see we, Chicago, y'all see we done brought the dead out of Hannibal up. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Eschew tune, Yeah, Hannibal. this is definitely Hannibal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Switch out of, yeah. Daddy, Daddy Burger Feet, yeah. DJ Burger Feet. Well, now let's let's get Eschew tune back out, you know, because you have a single. Knee Brace, uh, shout out Holly Supreme on the beat, uh, Classic Studios. Uh, we recorded that at, uh, in July. Devin. Was a recording engineer, my homie TK, mixing engineer, and Jenna Anast helped it come together. Also, it was a, uh, it was. I'm really excited about this record. It's fun. Uh, the cover. Yeah. What type of knee brace is that on that cover? I ain't never. And I, <laughs> I told my ACL a couple yeah. of times, so you know I know about <laughs> knee braces. Yeah. <laughs> you know the knee brace. The the idea came from. I be I bowl a lot. I'm really into bowling, and I. Sometimes if you bowl solo, you can bowl really fast. You know what I mean? And and so I'll bowl solo. I'll bowl when I'm into it. I'll bowl 10 games by myself. You know what I mean? 10, 15 games. And so if you form that right and you're bowling kind of fast, that can put a lot of pressure on the knee. So I kind of bowled too much over the course of a few days. And then I was panicked and went to Walgreens. That's probably the most I ever spent at Walgreens at once because you, you don't spend too much at Walgreens. It sounded like, like you grabbed a shopping cart that day. Uh, <laughs> I like went. I never. That's my first time ever going triple digits at Walgreens. <laughs> wow! I bought knee brace. I bought CBD cream. I bought all this stuff. I was just panicked. It was just I just needed to rest. But I had the knee brace, and it was just like, well, what if? Somebody came over and then it was like I got this knee brace and I was like what, and so that's where that initial idea came from, and and then we were in the studio, uh, Halle played a beat, and then I was thinking of some stuff in my head, but it kind of felt generic, like generic cool guy raps. It didn't fit, and so I just looked up weird words, and was like what if I look up these weird words, and then I started writing around these weird words, uh. Bum fuzzle, snolly gustard, uh, collie wobbles, and started kind of writing around them. And it was just fun to say them. You know, it was fun. I had fun just, you know, the first version of that I cut, I just fell down laughing in the studio trying to <laughs> hold it together. And so, uh, yeah, it was a fun song to make. And, we, you know, initially it sounded a bit too goofy and loose, so I asked for another beat. And then over that beat, it still retained the goofiness and fun, but it, it sounded a little slicker a little mm -hmm. bit. So it kind of got a good mesh of, for me, just, you know, slickness, but still really silly. Like the rapid is, it, is solid. So it's a fun track, man. Been performing it and it's a, uh, it's a bop, man. And people been, it's, I'm excited to have it out. I'm excited. I do it. I do it multiple times at the show. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do it once acapella 
and I do it regular style, then I do it plus 20 BPM sped up. Oh, I sound like tonight gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. I put on a show. It, chop shop tonight. For those to get in tune with SU Tune, let them know how they can follow. Uh, and and I heard you speaking on some more new music, the common things. More man. new, more new music is uh, yeah. Follow at SU Tone, uh, on on socials and Hannibal Burris also. Just in case I forget to put it on the SU Tones, I still I'm not I'm not that separating of the thing. Yeah, I, I, I and then um, yeah, go to my SoundCloud. The the Veneers remix with with Danny Brown and Paul Wall that's up on my SoundCloud. We haven't been pushing it, pushing it yet. We're gonna do a video, but that's up for if anybody wants to check that out. You know, just for the for the fans, that's up. And then knee brace, we gonna. I'm working knee brace. We got I already got a footwork remix done. I'm gonna put out the acapella, let the people oh, do what wow. they want to it. Yeah, smart. yeah, we going. That's smart. That's actually great, man. It was it was amazing having you here. We thank you for taking our time to stop by. Shout thank out to y'all. Christina too in the yeah. background doing her thing. And thank on you, the Morgan. Camera. And Morgan, our digital producer. Y'all yeah. gonna see some photos pop up on our IG uh, at Vocalo V O C A L O. And yeah, we got this exclusive loaded up, Chicago man. Y'all get y'all Shazams ready. Yeah, download that Vocalo app so you can see what we're playing and take us with you wherever you go. Matter of fact, introduce your single. Hey, it's Su Tune right here, November 11-5 from Chicago. WBEZ Navy Pier with the Ferris Wheel and. <laughs> View, you know what it is, produced by Halle Supreme, recorded here in Chicago at Classic Studios. Knee brace, let's go. Hit it from the back with my knee brace on. The Velcro park, he catching the thong. Catching the thong. Uh, shawty acting out. Shawty acting out what? Shawty acting out.